Art of Visuals community and welcome to the Art of Visuals podcast, a content series to inspire the creators, the mavericks, the hustlers, and the visionaries who believe that art and creativity have the power to impact and change culture. This series was created for you, the explorers of the world. We're here because you're not alone on this journey to becoming your best self. This series shares real authentic stories direct from the world's most talented creative community. These stories are meant to inspire, motivate, and educate you and the rest of the AOV family. With over a decade of experience in entrepreneurship, content creation, and self-development, the AOV team is here to create a new kind of culture within our community, one that inspires action, love, growth, and fulfillment. You are now tuning in to the AOV Podcast. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince McClinton, and I am your host. And today's guest is Mikey Gribben. He's a 26-year-old who has pursued his passion for creating art all his life. His photographic themes stem from the intricacies and minimalism he finds in nature. He currently lives in North Idaho with his fiancée and best friend, Emily Erickson, who has inspired him more than anyone else. Mikey shoots Canon, loves strawberry Arnold Palmers, and was a contestant on The Price is Right. That's right. bro. Welcome to the show, (laughs) Mikey. Dude, thank you. So glad to be here. Dude, I'm stoked to have you, man. Why don't you uh, kick it off? by letting the AOV community know a little bit more about yourself. Sure, yeah. Uh, I am 26, like you said, and I'm from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, um, which I absolutely love northern Idaho. I, we we uh, we're neighbors. recently, yeah, we're na- <laughs> neighbors. Like, like, whenever I tell people Idaho, they're like, oh, you mean like over by Ohio or like Nebraska? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> they always think we're like Midwest, East Coast. Uh, I'm no. like, no, we're we're right over by Washington. But <laughs> it's funny you say that. My buddy has a uh, a T-shirt that is this. It's Idaho. It's the outline of Idaho, and then uh-huh. it says Iowa or something like that. It's like, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and, I need that. And he sells them like crazy. Like him and all his friends are out rocking them on Saturday, and I was just laughing. I'm like, dude, you guys are funny. <laughs> that was amazing. No, I just I just moved back because I I moved to L.A. for a year lived in a big city so that was quite the experience go you know going from like because Coeur Lane is a resort town so you know there's like a decent amount of people but nothing like like Los Angeles like proper you know right, <laughs> like right. 45 minutes to go like three miles to in and out like <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat that <laughs> dude that's wild so yeah. why don't you start us off by letting us know how you kind of got into photography. Sure. I, I started, I think creatively, I started um, with graphic design stuff. So my, my buddy gave me a, a bootleg version of Photoshop uh, from like LimeWire or something when I was like in seventh grade. <laughs> Those, I just got to say, <laughs> I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, be an advocate, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult now, I'm an, I'm an adult now. So it's like, it's not cool. I don't think at this age to, to be stealing well, I, software. You know, I, but, I paid for it now, you yeah. know, it's like, but when I was my, young, I was trying it out. Dude, when I was young, that was like the greatest, like, dude, when you're a kid in eighth grade, you don't have money to your parents, <laughs> not going to drop. Like, unless you're rich, your parents not dropping $500 so you can buy a piece of software, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so those dude, Honestly, those were really good days. I mean, I torrented 
everything under the sun. I had all, I had, dude, I had bootleg programs for everything. I had the key generators, like oh, key gens, dude. Yeah, key gens. And it played the little like ding, 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 and it's like sparkles and dude, yes, key gens for the best. Oh yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, that's that's where it all started, and I I made sigs for forums like with uh. Uh, I, I played Halo a lot, so I'd get like Master Chief, and then I'd like paint stuff around him, and that would be like my signature. And then it just kind of went from there, where I kept doing more and more stuff, where I'd like swap my mom and my sister's face in Photoshop and print it out and like leave it on her bed, and be like, "Look what I did! <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? What's wrong with you?" Like, <laughs> but I used to do that. Say, I'm laughing because like. I totally relate. I got I got started in graphic design with uh, MySpace and games as well. Like you, I used to do like custom MySpace backgrounds for people, and yeah. I was so reckless. I was like in eighth grade, and one of those dudes that was obsessed with like you know like swimsuit models. I had like my picture of my face on like v- like Vita Guerra's bottom, <laughs> just like really re- like I don't know things like eighteen year old kid guys do. Yeah. <laughs> oh no i feel it (laughs) i mean you said myspace background i was like oh man i totally did that too i forgot about that time of my life (laughs) h code and html css i learned all types of stuff just 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 because of you know that type of thing yeah absolutely but yeah i mean that's where i got started and then from there it just kind of evolved to me wanting to be more you know just wanting to emulate things that i saw you know like emulating like other people's sigs or other artwork or, or even like a photo, you're like, Oh wow. Like how did they, you know, like create something like that. And then it's like, I would even stitch together things in Photoshop to try and make something, you know, that looks similar to that. Or, you know, I would just like, so I started in Photoshop. I started with moving stuff around and then I actually did video before I did photo. I mean, I always like took photos, you know, like family vacation or, or whatever, but I didn't really care so much about it, but I started with like video and making music videos and, and doing stuff like that for bands. And, and I eventually, you know, was like Instagram, you know, (laughs) started doing more like, you know, travel stuff. So, so at what point did you... I guess, start taking everything, like, serious? I think from now, it'd be, like, three, like, three years ago is when I really was, like, oh, like, you know, I want to actually start progressing and and start making images that I'm, like, really proud of. And because before that, it was just kind of, like, oh, I can go out and, and shoot photos with my friends and, and post about it and then, you know, move on. And like, like I was telling you before, it's like, I, I'm, I'm kind of in this area where I want to move into more like fine art photography, mm-hmm. where I spend a lot more time on like a single, single photo, because I, I felt like instead of going out and shooting, you know, as much content as I could just constantly, you know, like churning that out. It's like, I could, you know, set up a tripod. I could actually expose both the sky and like the foreground and I could even take a stitch, you know, and get more of like the foreground in there and stuff. You know, real like dad tog like stuff. I'm super stoked on 
being a dad photographer right now. Like that's just my thing. <laughs> no, dude, I, dude, I love your feed and it's, it's really cool that you're getting into more fine art photography for our viewers. Do you mind explaining the difference in your normal photography and, and, and kind of what makes it fine art photography? I can do my best. I just, because <laughs> uh, I don't even know, you know, it's like I'm still discovering like what I want to do and what, yeah. So when I say fine art photography, I'm not trying to sound like all stuck up or whatever. I'm just, it, it, it's more like I'm, I'm taking a photo that I purposefully took, you know, on my tripod and in, in like the conditions that I was hoping for. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of rambling. Listen. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're good. Yeah. No, it's like basically like when I did photos before, it was like travel photography. So you would go, you know, Moraine Lake and you would shoot from, you know, as many angles as you could. And you would, you know, get someone out on the log and get the shot of, you know, the silhouette to show the scale and stuff. And and that's totally cool. And I loved doing that. Like I loved running around because I like people made fun of me at this, <laughs> at this, um, what was it? Oh, it was this workshop I went to and I, I was on the beach and I had all my lenses up at the other end of the beach and I was running up and down the beach, like changing lenses and be like, Oh, this would be cool. And like running back and forth. And they're like, Hey, you're that crazy kid that was like running all over the beach taking photos. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, that was me. But like, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of transitioned from that into more having an idea of a photo before I go to where I'm going. And I, I set up and I focus on a composition that I want. You know, I want in the lower thirds, I want this here and I want that. And whatever I output, from my laptop, I want to be like, this was intentional. You know, this is what I set out to do. There's so much cool stuff too, that you can do in terms of like Photoshopping, not in the way where it's like, Oh, you know, I'm adding in a whole extra moon. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, A blood blood moon. (laughs) No, it's just like playing with shadows even, or playing with the highlights and, and making a sex. It's like, Oh, I don't want to highlight this area. So I'm going to, I'm going to darken it. And I'm also going to sharpen the areas that I want people to see, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, and using contrasts and colors and lighting to really bring out the subjects of your photos, as opposed to, I guess, not doing that (laughs) as opposed to just like sticking with, you know, what you got, which is kind of what I was doing before. Yeah, no, definitely. Dude, I think <clears throat> I think fine art photography is 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 amazing. I think it's really cool to be able to have more of an artistic vision behind the artwork and to not have to stick to the principles of, of photography, which is more or less, you know, capturing what you see to where fine art is more about the vision and you know, there's a lot more manipulation, not in the sense, like you said, of putting characters or various things into the shot, but Playing with the look, making it look dreamy, hiding things, put it, like whatever it takes to, to, to bring your vision to life. So it's a different type of photography. So for those that are more creative and, and, and enjoy editing and, and, and doing that type of thing, it, it makes total sense. And I think it gives the, the right person a lot more freedom in the way that they create. No, absolutely. And I think that's why I'm kind of rambling about it is because I'm still discovering what I feel is like, okay, you know, with 
with my fine art as opposed to what's like, you know, maybe overstepping bounds or, you know, it's like, do I want to be able to say, you know, because it's my art, you know, I can just, I, I can manipulate as much as I want or, you know, how true do I want to stay to that photo? And I think from, you know, making this transition, I, I want to keep it as true to what I saw as I can. You know, it's like, I, I don't want, I don't want to be like a surreal, like photographer. It's like, I, I want, I, I want to show people what I saw, but also make that the best version of what I saw that I can, you know, make it. Right. That's fun, man. And I look forward to just watching your feed change over time as you continue to develop into the fine art photography space. And I'm just, I'm, I've always been fascinated by fine art photographers, uh, it's a lot of work, you know. It is. A lot of times they I, like I have friends that do it, and they create these just in. I mean, they have whole teams. It's like a whole production, like a production that you would see shooting a film or a video. You see that same yeah. like amount of people to make a photograph. Yeah. You know, and no. it's, it's it's intense. It's really cool. No, it is crazy. Like I I met this guy actually at Tunnel View the last time I went to Yosemite. Um, his name was Jeff Mitchum. And uh, he had just finished working on this huge pano with this phase. He had like a phase one camera and like, you know, all the like $40,000 like crap. And he, he had like this pano that he did of Los Angeles. And it was on a day with no smog. So it was like, and it was sunset and it was just like, damn and he like was zooming in on his phone and like you see like people walking like in the streets like this photo is so huge and like he he's getting it installed in the griffith observatory actually and he was he was just wow. kind of finalizing everything but i was like you're my hero like uh, <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna be i want to be you someday printing my photos like you know like 20 feet wide like oh man that's what i want that's insane. So I'm I'm curious now that you've switched up your style a little bit. How do you how do you approach photographing a scene now? I think I do a lot more of kind of scouting it beforehand and l looking around. I feel like just me growing as a photographer, I've learned to instead of just start taking pictures, like just kind of look like look at the rocks and how they're placed and like where a good composition would be and where could my leading lines, you know, come from. And so I, I think that's the biggest thing in this transition is me understanding, you know, what would make a good photograph before I start taking photos. Right. And of course I'm not always right. You know, I'll be like, Oh, this, this will be awesome. And then I go and I'm like, this is garbage, but then I'll take a step to the left. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like this is, you know, like, I think, yeah, I definitely think that's the biggest thing is being able to look at a scene and find the evidence of like where your photo could be. It's like you're discovering your photo, you know, like before you like even, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, no, absolutely. So for, for someone that's getting into photography, what are some tips you would give them that you wish you knew when you, when you really got into this stuff that you know now? I mean, I, I have loved the process with my photos and, and where I am now. Like I've loved kind of starting shooting like travel shots and I've loved just like taking, you know, like 2000 photos 
on my like Multnomah Falls trip, you know, <laughs> like I highly, it, like if you're starting f- photography, like do that, like you need to go out and you need to shoot 4,000 photos. Like you need to just like hold your, hold your finger on the shutter because the more photos you shoot and you look at, the more you kind of bridge the gap between what you see on your camera screen and what you see in front of you. And it's like, cause that, at least for me, that didn't come right away. It's like, I, I just felt kind of lost when I would take photos and then I wouldn't even know what I like until I sat down on my laptop and was looking, looking at them all and be like, Oh, this, you know, this one's good. If I would have done this, you know, maybe. So yeah, I would say for new photographers, definitely just shoot as much as you can. And, um, to actually look at your photos too and, and question them and be like, you know, this is dope, but like, what if I would have done this? And then when you go out and shoot, do that, you know, like progress and and try something new Mm -hmm. because that's, that's how you're going to grow. You know, it's. No, I couldn't agree more. I think it's important to take tons of photos. I also, one thing I noticed that everyone, I mean, most people talk about shooting a lot, you know, but one thing I I never hear anyone say when I ask them that question is, like play with the settings. Like don't be afraid. Like, oh yeah, you know, like slow the shutter speed down, speed the shutter speed up, open the aperture, close the aperture down, crank the ISO, drop the ISO. Just like more or less to just shoot all types of different shots, but also play with the settings so that you can get an idea of what your camera's doing, so you can better understand, you know, how to react to certain situations. Absolutely. Whether it's light, a waterfall, whatever it may be. Maybe leaves are falling down, and yeah, it's cool to capture the leaves as a still object with a high shutter speed, but what's it look like if you slow the shutter speed down? Cause the trees will still be still. And, uh, so there's all types of fun ways to experiment. I think that's really important. Uh, Definitely. Cause I, I get a lot of comments where it's like, Hey, what settings did you use for this photo? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm happy to tell them, but I also <laughs> try and be like, bro, like if <laughs> it's not going to be the same, you know, it's like every photo is going to be different based on the conditions and, what, what gear you got and all of that. So I totally get that, you know, using your camera to its fullest extent and learning how to do that and understanding what those button presses mean, as opposed to, you know, we don't want green box mode. You got to get off green box mode. <laughs> right. It'd almost be rad to do like some type of artificial intelligence slash machine learning and have a, more or less a you know an ai run an algorithm and just blast through like thousands of photographic images and calculate all the exif data and kind of give some type of generalization for those people that are always asking about camera settings where (laughs) it's like we've analyzed ten thousand landscape photos taken at sunset and this is pretty much like most people are shooting between five five point six and seven point one at the 300 to 400 shutter speed or we need to do this what is aov's budget <laughs> what, what what money do we have to work with to make this happen you just point your phone up to the light and it just tells you it's like oh drop your shutter speed to this. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a camera settings meter um, yeah yeah anywho, i'm sorry i'm just shooting the shit <laughs> i get wild sometimes with my ideas yeah so that was my mind is blown <laughs> Tell me about uh, dude. Tell me real quick. I'm curious. You're on the prices, right? Tell me about that. that oh, like that's it, pretty cool. It it was 
it was like the the weirdest day of my life because I know all the secrets now. Like I got on, so I kind of know like how to get on. <laughs> so people listening, this is like your chance. You're gonna get the insider scoop on how to get on the prices right. <laughs> Basically, I got up at like 3 a.m. Well, my mom's the one who wanted me to do it because she's like this crazy lady who never runs out of energy and she's like oh you know you gotta get on the price right we're going down we're gonna fly down because we're gonna be down there anyway and i'm like okay like and so i get there at like 3 a.m and you wait in line and i was first so i think that's important you gotta be first that's tip number one (laughs) tip number (laughs) tip number two is like you gotta be stoked like in line like you cannot be sad or sleepy or you can't be like why am i here like you got to be starting like the wave you got to be like because you wait in line for like probably five hours wait so you're in so you're in line for five hours just <laughs> just stoked the entire time just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it that's all you have to do and then <laughs> the producers come out and then they interview you to make sure, like, I don't know, you're personable, you do good on the show. And so, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I just graduated from college and I'm doing a road trip with my mom back home. You know, like, even though, it like, that wasn't, like, 100% true, it was, like, kind of true. So you got to have, like, a good story, right. you know? And then you also have to tell them, like, what your favorite games are and stuff. And then from there, you wait in line more. Um, but people watch you the whole time you're in line. So it's like, you need to be stoked. Like they have like spies, like Russian spies watching your every move with like big headphones on, like <laughs> he's out even the way, like you sit down, like anyways, uh, yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> and then I just got called cause you don't know until the last minute and then they call you up and then, um, I, I want to snowboard. So that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. So you yeah. actually want, that's rad. No, yeah, I got called up. I was a contestant, and then I, I guessed the price on the snowboard, so I got it. And then I lost the trip to Canada, which was like an hour away from, you know, like where I live. So I wasn't like too, too bummed about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, yeah. that's wicked. Tell me a little bit about your travels. I know you've been around and have seen some places. What are some of your favorite places to travel to? Yeah, I Ben or B Jammin on Instagram. I like love his work. He's a huge inspiration for me, and he um, he posts a lot about Kauai. And I've been to Maui and the Big Island, but I planned a trip to Kauai um, with with Emily. And I don't know that like that was like one of the craziest trips I've ever been on. Like. I, and I'm not a big like world traveler, so I guess I can't be like, this is the best. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, from my experience, Kauai was just like the coolest, like you, you take the helicopter trip and you see through all these like ridges and like, I, I don't know. It was just like the coolest place to me on earth. Like, and the, you got the turtles and just, I don't, I don't know. I love Kauai. I'm going back in May uh, to explore some more, but Kyle, Lo- Kyle, Kyle had hit the Nepali coast. Yeah. Did he tell you about that? No. So, yeah, I mean, I've heard nothing but great things. I've had a few buddies go to Kauai, but I hear that Nepali coast is, is a really intense hike, but it's stunning. <laughs> it's well, beautiful. We actually tried to do it, 
and by tried, I mean, we just kind of screwed up because when we went, we stayed up late and we got up early and then we did not leave like when we should have. And I had way too much gear and so did Emily. And so we went out to hike the, the trail, like the Kalalau trail, like we got permits and everything, but we were so exhausted. Like we got like halfway there and we just, that was one of our first like backpacking trips to be honest. So we just did a serious hike. It's serious. We're like, Oh yeah. You know, like (laughs) tropical, like there'll be birds singing us along the trail, like whatever, dude. And then like, we just get owned on this trail. Like we like slept in a hammock and it rained and there were like pigs that were like, wild like wild <laughs> boars like waking us up there's like a spider the size of my face that like i saw it and i go oh, and i like looked at emily and she didn't see it and then i just swatted it off the tree and i didn't say a word like i was like this is... <laughs> i'm like you cannot know about this giant spider that i just saw or it is like game over <sighs> You guys would have not been hiking back in the night. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, that was quite the experience. And then I actually have a permit to go this this year, but it's it's been closed because they had some crazy hurricane storms go through there and destroyed a major part of the island. So that was mm. a big bummer. But um, it is a bummer. Yeah, it was. It, they've been working on it for a while. It 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 was a year ago, I think. Yeah, it was like a year ago that that happened. But, I mean, the locals are loving it because all the tourists, like, aren't hanging out anymore. They're like, all the sea creatures are coming back. Like, <laughs> they're like, because that makes a difference, dude. Like, I, I couldn't believe, like, the amount of, like, sunscreen just alone that people shed in the water and what that does to, like, the ecosystem and stuff. Like, yeah. it's very, serious. Very true, man. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole conversation in itself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, know <clears throat> you can get deep uh, talking about that type of stuff. I'm curious. So you saw this spider. Anything else? <laughs> wi- like any other wild things ever happen to you while you're out traveling? Like any other encounters with crazy animals? Well, I I got charged by a bear. So that was that was cool. Um, we we were in Vancouver and uh, I was walking. We, it was me, my buddy, uh, Stephen and my buddy, Lane. And we were walking up this trail and we'd heard that there were like bears around and we're like, well, whatever. Like we've seen bears before. It's not a big deal. And like, we weren't making enough noise cause you got to kind of be loud, you know? So they know that you're coming mm-hmm. and I turned the corner and it's like probably five feet or six feet away from me is this mama black bear, like with her cubs, like not messing around and I was like no <laughs> and I, I like audibly said I was like oh shit and then the bear looks at me and like flares its nostrils and then just does like this like like running towards me and I like pretty much poop my pants and then <laughs> off the trail and because you're not supposed to run but it's like Dude, if there's a bear coming towards you and you're six feet from freaking mama bear that's going to eat your face, I'm not going to stand my ground like some macho idiot. Like, I'm going to... So, yeah, I ran. And then it veered towards the, my friends, too, and then it kind of just ran off into the woods. But Jeez. I thought... Yeah, I thought I was done for. And then I texted Emily. I was like, I got charged by a bear today. Ha ha. And she got really pissed at that. She was like, why would you just text me that? You need to call me. And t- 
Dude, that's wild. It's it's so funny because when you're out in nature, you know, there's all these protocols with what you're supposed to do if you run into a, a bear or a wildcat or this or that. Mountain lion, wildcat. But... Uh, <laughs> But it's it's easy it's easy right to just say you know this is what you're supposed to do if you run into a bear and it's like yeah okay cool yeah. but when you're six feet from a bear and it's like charging you the last thing in the world that you want to do is just stand there and hang out and you know get big and try to <laughs> which I always trying to to uh, defend myself because I did that and then it ran towards my friends. And they didn't move. They like stayed. I don't know if it was like they had the fight and I had the flight like instinct or something, but like they mm-hmm. stayed put. And I was like, dude, how did you do that? Like, he's like, I didn't really know what was going on. He's like, I just like all of a sudden I see this bear and then it kind of ran away from us. So, dude, that's but. intense. Tell me a little bit about so your day to day life. What do you do for this? So, like, photography is not your full time career. What do you do for work? I work at Outfront Media, um, which is an advertising company um, that puts like digital billboard. Well, not just digital, all all kinds of billboards, like vinyl billboards, digital, um, big posters and stuff. But I take care of a lot of the digital stuff, and so that is kind of my nine to five. Where usually during the day, if it's slow, I'm just planning, you know, a trip for either that weekend or like a big trip for later in the month or something. But, um, yeah, I, I love, cause I know a lot of the photo guys are, are working on being self-sufficient, if not already mm-hmm. self-sufficient in that photo stuff. And I think I differ in that. I like to have that consistency. You know, I like to have that paycheck where it's like, I know that I'm going to have this much that I can put towards, you know, this or that. And I am getting, you know, like married this year and I'm going to get a house and stuff. So it makes a lot more sense for me to be doing something like that. And I also, I've done freelance in the past and I, I like my art to really be, you know, about like the art, like I like to focus on it for, for progressing, you know, myself and, and, Mm -hmm and making, making something that I'm proud of because of me, not necessarily because I need to be, you know, making money for it. I mean, that's a dream. Like someday I'll be selling my photos and like, hopefully I'll have like a gallery or something. Like, I think that'd be super dope, but I dig that. I dig that dream, bro. Yeah. (laughs) In the Bellagio, you know, just like, (laughs) I think it's cool too. I mean, the, it's it's nice having a job and having the consistency and the reality is if you want to depending on the, the person and what their goals are and the vision they have for their life like you can always hustle on the side and build Absolutely. up your other business when you're not working and that's like a really safe way to go about it you know is to have a steady job and then to build up your business <clears throat> when you're not working and then eventually you'll probably wake up one day and be like oh wow like I'm actually making more money doing what I yeah. love to do than I am at my job. And, you know, maybe now's a good time to take the leap. But during that, now you have two incomes, you probably have a nice savings. And so obviously there's, there's levels and there's strategy and, and, and process to, to do <laughs> these things. If, if people sit down and take the time, I think most people just kind of, you know, blindly rush into things and don't really yeah. work things out. And so 
but no, that's awesome, man. Nice savings. That was that's funny. The what? <laughs> what do you mean? Nice? I, I was saying nice savings. Like I got a nice savings. I was uh, like, yeah, that's a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that would be the goal, right? If you yeah, yeah, if you exactly. had two incomes, you know, yeah. coming in. I mean, like when Canon's like releasing these mirrorless cameras that I'm like supposed to be like over 70 megapixels. Like I'm like, well, there goes like any money I ever had. Are you a Canon guy? What are you shooting? I'm, yeah, I'm a Canon guy. I um, I shot a 70 first and then I was shooting with the 5D Mark III. And then I recently just got the mirrorless, the EOS R. Okay, uh, nice. How's that been? It's been awesome. Like I love it. Like to the <laughs> despite the um, the YouTube reviews and the the endless stream of hate for the EOS R. I don't know where that comes from. Like I, I think it's just everybody wants they want it to be geared more towards like video stuff, and it's not. Like it sucks. Like the EOS R is like the worst video camera that you could buy, especially for that price right now. Really, but. So yeah. I didn't realize that. I don't. Well, I can't even really shoot. Here I'm like, oh, I'm a Canon guy. And here I'm like, ripping them apart. At least but you're being yeah. honest, though. I love that. Yeah. Just, it no, it's like, it and that's what it's about. It's like, dude, like, this camera is a great camera if you're shooting photos. And if you're shooting video, like, you need to go Sony if you're trying to get that, you know, 4K and. Yeah, because USR, I don't think it, it can even shoot 4K full frame. I think it crops it right now. So, gotcha. Good. But yeah, I actually had a Sony for a while. I had a Sony body, the A7R3. And it was, there were so many things that I liked about it. Mm -hmm. But also, it, it didn't play well with my Canon lenses. So mm. I had the adapter. And it seemed like the autofocus was just not doing it for me. It's slow. Which, yeah. So with video, you know, it's fine because you're doing the manual stuff. It's like whatever. Unless you're trying to do like that auto, the video autofocus thing. But, you know, most people are just sticking with manual with the video. And so it's like not a big deal. I don't know about most people. Video guys are sticking with manual. You'd be surprised oh, yeah. how many <laughs> how many photographers are now shooting video and they're always complaining about their autofocus. I'm like, yo, you don't like, shoot yeah. video <laughs> autofocus. That's what that's 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 your challenge there, my friend. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the autofocus sucks on this thing for video. It's like, yeah, like well, <laughs> kind of takes a human to really, you know, track a subject and and and, 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 and that's like a new thing at least. Right. That I've seen like a, I don't know I I haven't been in the video like game in a long time but I remember if that would have been around when like I was shooting video like like five years ago like I would have been like oh my gosh like this is like this is the coolest thing ever like do you think you would have stayed with Sony had you not had such a large investment in like your Canon glass like if you had native native lenses probably I mean to be honest if I had I mean. I'm shooting with this 11 to 24 uh, Canon lens, mm -hmm. which is like this fishbowl that attaches to your camera. Like, but I love it. Like, it's so heavy and unconventional, but it is my favorite lens ever. And I don't know if I, I haven't looked into it, but I don't know if Sony has an equivalent to that. The 
I don't think they go that wide. They have, the, they have, a, they have a 12 to 24 F4. Oh, they do? Okay. Uh, that's actually really sick. It's a baddest. And I've had, I took that on our last trip, and it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, it's very sharp around the edges, especially like between, I want to say it's either 5.6 and F11 or F7.1 and F11. But as yeah. long as you're in that range during the day, like it's edge to edge, very sharp and beautiful beautiful lens but yeah that's uh, and that's that's a perfect equivalent yeah yeah i was just saying like that's that's what i'm shooting on now and like i just have all because my dad i don't know if i mentioned this my dad was actually a photographer no and didn't. yeah he he owned a photo lab in santa cruz california his claim to fame i think he developed <laughs> he developed film for I think it was like Franz Lanting or, or somebody, but he talks, he's like, oh yeah, no, I developed this <laughs> film and I got to see all of his prints. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> like, but um, so he had a few lenses, even like he had a 70 to 200 that I still use now. Uh-huh. Um, but that's kind of where I, you know, I started with Canon is cause I just kind of had a bunch of gear to start with. So did I, I well, actually, dude, no, I didn't. I actually started with the Sony Handycam, which I guess is way different because it doesn't take stills. But, uh, <laughs> but like Sony was actually my first exposure. But my first actual camera was a, was a Canon, and I think it's like that for most people yeah. at the time, at least when I was, you know, in high school in two thousand and seven. Like, I don't even know if Sony had a photo camera, you know, or at least if they did more or less during that time, there was an icon and Canon. Like there was yeah. no, yeah. I didn't, you know, at that point in my age and what I saw and, and all I, I had two options. And so all my, <laughs> all my buddies had Canon and that's what we were, everyone at school was learning on during, in the communications program. And so that's what it was, the XTI, T2I, and so on and so on. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> no, I I have, like, three bodies from my dad. This one is, like, so nuts. It's, like, one of the first, like, full-body digital ones, mm-hmm. and it had, it had a CF card in it for, oh, man, it was, like, 200 megabytes was, like, the CF card. That's <laughs> and hilarious. I was, like... I'm like, what? I'm like, how many photos were you taking on this thing? That, like that'd you, be two. That'd be two photos on my camera. <laughs> yeah. It literally would be two photos. <laughs> yeah, like I just like lost it when I saw that. I was like, man, this is gonna be in a museum someday. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's so great. Tell me, tell me the story about your. Uh, you said you had a wild story about living in your grandma's basement when you guys <laughs> were working on Anchor. Um, so give us a little background to that, and then. Feel free to um, go into the story. Me, me, and a few buddies started this company called No Anchor, and um, basically, it was a portal for us to do like whatever we thought was cool. And so we were we were using it as kind of like a commercial platform where we could do music videos, and we we made some like shirts, and we made like this custom hoodie that we spent all this time on. Um, so that was a lot of my once I got out of college, I was focusing more on that and trying to um, do as much cool stuff as I could. And basically, I was living in my grandma's basement with my buddy, and it was this joke that the uh, the house was haunted. And um, it's just kind of like an it had like an older like AC like system in it, so you could hear like 
creaking upstairs and it was just kind of like weird mm-hmm. and then so we were we were busting this like music video out and we like heard something and we like take off our headphones and we're like dude like there is a ghost upstairs. And so like we go upstairs and we're like looking around and like, we're just kind of being stupid. We're like, okay, how can we like get rid of ghosts? Like, so we like Google, like how to like eradicate ghosts from your house. And then like all of it involved, like, you know, Oh, you got to get holy water. You got to do like, you, you got to get it exorcist, like exorcism. Like it was all stuff we couldn't do, but the one thing that we could do, it was like, which this is total bogus. Like, I don't know why we like thought, and it was all kind of a joke anyway, but mm-hmm. it was like you, uh, sometimes if you make a lot of noise, you can like scare the spirits out. Right. And so we're like, oh, well, we like, we're really good at doing that. So we like grab pots and we're like banging on them and we're like yelling and we're just like, like dicking around. And then like, I shit you not, Prince, the house started shaking. Like my grandma, like cupboards were flapping and like the fridge was moving. And she has these like plates where she like printed like our faces on plates and they were hung up on the wall and they were like rattling and falling off and like we just stopped and stared at each other and i was like <laughs> my house is open and i'm like did it work like <laughs> like what just happened did you have the front door open so it could leave no <laughs> <laughs> was that what, should we have done that like i don't, I don't know. know do ghost wall i don't know like, i don't know if they go through walls or if they just like <laughs> I don't know. Either. I've heard you can like they can you know you open the door for them. <laughs> we weren't courteous enough for them, so they just stayed and maybe he was trying out. to get out because it was so loud. He's trying to get the hell out of there and he couldn't get out because you guys had him closed in. And so he just started shaking the whole house, freaking out. Figured <laughs> it out. No, but like we stopped and I was just so freaked out. I'm like, what could this have been? So I was like googling like, was there an earthquake that happened? Mm-hmm. And it it wasn't coming up. And I I called my mom. I'm like, hey, did you feel an earthquake? She's like, oh, I'm in Walmart. Like, I'm I'm doing my uh, no, I didn't feel anything. What's going on? And I'm like, okay. So I like hung up, and then I get the notification that there's an earthquake. Like it was one of the bigger earthquakes to happen, like in the last like few like. <laughs> but, like the coincidence of that happening when we're like exercising my grandma's house. Like, I don't know that I, that moment, like when all that happened, I was like, Holy shit. Like, this is, this is no joke. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's, yeah. uh, that's yeah, that's, I would have probably like one of the weirdest things that ever happened to me. Like, <laughs> hands yeah. down. dude, that is weird. Well, it looks like we're coming up on time here, man. With that said, that was a great story to end on. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the way that I normally end the podcast, I normally allow our, our guests, I give them the floor to just kind of spread light within the AOV community, give them a little inspiration, motivation, you know, whatever words of wisdom that you want to leave them with. Uh, and so whenever you're ready, feel free to take the floor and drop some knowledge and uh, spread some love, man. I would just say that, you know, whatever you're doing, whether it be photo stuff or video stuff or, you know, even if you're like a carpenter, you know, like whatever you're doing or whatever is your your art form, it's like do that 
for you. You know, I would, I would advise you guys to just like not worry about the, the social media buzz and, and the, the constant pressure for that stuff. It's like, if you want to be doing Instagram and you want to kill it, then it's like, do that. But if you want to be focusing on you and your art, putting something out there that you're proud of, then it's like, you do that. Or if you want to make a dope cabinet, I don't know why I'm talking about carpenters, but it's like, if you want to make a dope cabinet, like make that cabinet the best cabinet that's ever been made. It's like your art defines you and your process and your, you know, like where you're headed in this world. And it's like, if you can put a piece of you in that and you can really, you know, you can really show who you are through that. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's my little, <laughs> my, my, my little shine of light through the, the darkness. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Mikey Gribben, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, brother, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. And thank thank you, you know, like Art of Visuals. Like I remember when I got featured for the first time on Art of Visuals and I like lost my mind. And that was like such an inspiration for me to like keep moving forward and to like, you know, to just like make more art and to like chase that feeling of like, wow, someone cares about what I do, you know, like, so that is so cool. So like keep doing what you guys are doing. It's incredible, and I'm stoked to see what happens next. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV Podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is, if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere, and just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys. Uh, like our podcasts, our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. So check out our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them. And we're also going to be reworking that commission structure here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us. Help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.